Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. I, mean, I don't have kids, but I would assume that that keeping that together makes a difference. Just because you know, it's a, the maybe the marriage that doesn't work doesn't work, but you still got to be parents. For certainly that first one was important because we were all just hurting a lot, uh, including the kids. And so I think that, um, you know, I think that was therapeutic for them to see. I think it was very therapeutic for my kids to see that uh, the relationship that I had with my ex during that time, which was very respectable. Um, you know, we got along, you know, fairly well. It's not, it's never easy, but we did get along. Um, we communicated well. We had a um, we were consistent in our parenting style to our kids, and uh, I think that was really really important not to see that toxicity overflow into the divorce. Where uh, in many cases it gets even worse in the way that you know the, the spouses are treating each other or what they're saying to their kids. So we we had a we had a good um, we were well aligned there, and I think that really helped our kids. And I think having this. You know, we celebrated um, my youngest daughter's birthday together. My and this was like I think maybe two or three weeks after the divorce decree. We just decided to take her to dinner, um, and so um, doing some of those things I think were really important to show our kids that look, you're bigger than bigger than than what we were, um, making you happy and keeping you. To where you felt comfortable and secure that you have loving parents, I think was important. What does it take to create that as a parent and as a uh, ex-husband, as a partner? Well, it takes good communication. And I think it takes, um, you know, if I were to give people advice, you know, I went into the divorce um, with a, and, and a lot of it, well, some of it was guilt driven. I got to make this right you know, how I'm going to negotiate with my ex. Um, but some of it was, you know what? My happiness is far more important than trying to squeeze everything that I can and trying to win every battle with my soon-to-be ex-spouse. Um, and I think that having the willingness to um, go into those proceedings and, you know, be willing to do what's fair for everybody and not get bitter, not resentful and all those emotions that come out a lot of times during a divorce pr proceeding then fall into how much you're willing to negotiate or not negotiate with them. And I think that we, we went in at it and, you know, had one com long conversation in terms of how we were going to do everything, split everything up and financially and otherwise, and we were done. There was no further discussion. And I think that um, that set a template for our kids about how we were going to treat each other. Now, if we would have gotten into this huge drag out fight, you know, over pots and pans and things like that, it, it would have spilled over into the kids. There's no doubt about it. They would have seen it. Uh, they would have heard it. And I mean, I think that's incredibly toxic to whether you try to keep your kids out of that or not, they're going to, they're smart enough to realize what's going on. The dad and mom are being, um, are acting childish to, to each other. And so I just think that we recognize, we were like, look, we even said this almost in a jokingly way. We we're like, look, if we're, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it um, 
we're going to be the, the role model or the model of how a divorce should be done in terms of how we treat each other. And I feel like we did that. Wow, congratulations on that. Let me ask you a question. Did you guys do um, lawyers or did you do mediators or what was the process, the separation process? Well, like I said, you know, um, I had, well, just to back up. So I had moved out and we had pretty good uh, communication for the first 30, 60 days. And, you know, what happens a lot of times um, in during separation, particularly, is, you know, you're, you're in a lot of pain. You st start to communicate with your friends what's going on. Yeah. And you start to get advice of which most of that advice is bad. And I remember she uh, called me and said that she had went out with a friend and her friend was strongly encouraging her to lawyer up that, you know, he, he's going to go out and he's going to pick the best lawyer before you do. And if you don't get a lawyer, then um, that lawyer, then you're going to be at a disadvantage. And she was expressing it to me in a way that she was concerned. You know, is this something that you're going to do? And I'm like, of course, I'm not going to do this. I told you that I would handle this in a way that um, that would be respectful. And so I encouraged that we meet that weekend and just work out everything. And so we, we uh, met that weekend. We worked out a budget of what we believed uh, she needed, and we worked out all of the assets and how those would be would be handled, and uh, you know figured it all out in a matter of two hours. And um, called one attorney. Attorney can't represent both both spouses, so they had to represent her. Um, but we sat down with the attorney together, and we said, "Here it is. This is what we want you to draw up." And it was probably the cheapest divorce of anybody that <laughs> I ever talked to because we had already had it all fleshed out. Um, and so that process was, you know, pretty smooth. Um, now I come from a family of attorneys. So, um, you know, I was getting pretty aggressive advice that I was doing. This was the dumbest thing that I was ever, that I'd ever done in my life that I needed representation. They weren't divorce attorneys, but they were like, you need to make sure you're well represented. And, you, and, you know, I kept going back to them. I said, number one, it's really none of your business. And number two, in a kind way. And number two is I'm at peace with what we agreed on. I feel, I, 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 I feel content. I feel like what I did was what we decided on was generous and fair. I don't need someone to overlook my shoulder and tell me that I'm missing out on this opportunity. And so, um, and I had to deal with that with uh, a little bit, um, but, you know, I think that um, you know, I felt good at the end of the day. I still feel good in terms of what we agreed on. I, I don't have any regrets. And frankly, the amount of anguish and stress and money that I avoided getting into a battle over assets or what child support looks like or what alimony supports like, I mean, that's so far outweighs um anything that i could have ever won at the end of the day agreed i think uh, um and i can share inside of what you did i did the same thing i sat down and i gave her the option i go we can do it both ways you know we can do attorneys or we can do mediation and i presented all the options and it was sitting down and just going through every item and being like look do you want this yes no and just having a conversation as two adults who are completing as opposed to um, you know, taking away or 
divorcing or being all these other malicious we were just two adults saying okay we this is the new future and these are the things that we need to separate and i think that that what you just said is huge i think that if people had access to that we would have less um anger and more healing inside of our futures because when you start there that's a good foundation oh my gosh that doesn't mean that the process is not going to be difficult or it's not going to be painful yeah i've told a lot of people that it's just because we had the unicorn divorce because i got my <laughs> friends kind of joke about it you had the unicorn divorce um that doesn't mean that it's it's not painful for all parties including your kids yeah because you still go through all those emotions but the amount the level of emotions that i think both of us including our kids avoided by being spiteful and hateful and um always worried about winning or always worried about finding a way to jab that person because you're angry or unhappy with them. <sighs> I mean, that's, that's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. I came out of that. I mean, I think, and I think it accelerates your healing too, because you're not having to deal with all that stuff, all those anger issues yeah. that you have to overcome. Yeah. The back and forth is nobody wins in that, but everybody does it, but everybody does um, it. Everybody does. And it. then they, you know, I just, I don't get it. I just think that, you know, I'm all about, let's, why not be generous? I told, you know, I, in my mind, I said, you know what, money is replaceable. And I got a lot of life ahead of me. I don't really care about care or care much about accumulation mm. at that point, because I had done that. I'd, I'd been that it meant nothing to me. And so, um, why not be generous and why not start anew and have this rebirth with the idea of what you want in your life, which was completely, which didn't evolve for me around building possessions. Um, it, it evolved around experiencing life. And so just that mindset, I think, made the process pretty smooth. For me. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.